Hey guys, we've got to that point in the show where we need to start depending on listeners like you to help keep this thing going. What are we, fucking PBS? Oh yeah, you know it. I'm LeVar Burton. I wanted to be LeVar. Fuck. All right. I caught it first. Yeah, I'm hosting we... Jeopardy. <laughs> are you though? Listen, guys, we, we need your help uh, to help keep the lights on, as they say. Uh, we are launching our Patreon for Masters of the Cinematic Universe. Yes. Yes. And we have uh, different tiers that you can sign up for and pledge to, just like PBS. Um, you get some different real cool gifts and prizes and merch, uh, depending on the tier that you sign up for. Oh, we got all the tiers. Oh, yeah. You Back. can either be a friend it, of the show, a oh. friend with benefits. Ooh. We just we could start to get serious, or you could just put a ring on it already. Yeah. Oh, damn. And if you uh, if you exceed that amount, uh, you know we'll send you some not safe for work picks if, if you want. <laughs> it's not safe for your eyes picks in my case, but not safe for anything right. picks. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, guys, check out uh, Patreon.com/slash/MOTCU. Uh, take a look at well, all the different tiers that we're offering. Lots of cool. Uh, swag coming your way from stickers to t-shirts to getting to pick the film that we uh, talk about. Yeah. The yeah. tiers started at a dollar. A dollar a month. Come on, what? folks. That's it? Yep. One buck to get in on that on that number one tier. And All with right. that, you even get the live chat with us anytime you want, as well as a shout out on every episode. Right. So, come on. That's less than a cup of coffee a month. Jesus, what a steal. Yeah, guys, right? check it out. Again, patreon.com slash M-O-T-C-U. And then enjoy this week's movie. And we're back. And we're back. <laughs> hey, you know what? I forgot to mention this episode of Masters of the Cinematic Universe comes out on Friday, and the Friday it's coming out will be the Friday of MegaCon in Orlando, Florida, oh, where I will yeah. be for four, four grueling days. Yeah, that's your big, uh, that's your big show. I might oh, try God, to make it down dude. this year. Come down, dude. Come down. Listen, if you come to my booth, I'll be an artist alley. I don't remember where because they sent that email like a fucking month ago. <laughs> um, but I'm there, and if you find me. And you're listener of this show because I've had some of you come up to my tables at events before and say, who listens to the show? But you're like real sheepish and you don't want to be involved. And that's fine. I get that. If you let me know that you're a listener of this show, I will give you a free piece of art. No questions asked. What wow. if I come dressed up as Gambit? Yeah. <laughs> I will make you draw me a piece of art. There you go. I won't allow you to leave until it's finished. I'm supposed to get my ch ch cheese live drawn there like a caricature at a fair. <laughs> I'll do it too. It gets uh, it gets lonely in Artist Alley sometimes, you know. Uh, I'll make sure your Artist Alley isn't lonely. Don't ever say that again. <laughs> uh, I'll make it bonely. Wow. Why would you say that? Because I'm Welcome a normal person. <laughs> Why would you say that? Why would you say that? When's the last time you were at a, a proper cock fight, as they say in this movie? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Welcome back to Masters of the Cinematic Universe. We're your hosts, 
it's been a while. Doug, it's been a where, while. Are this, where are we at in this film? Where where are we at in this film? Let me find my notes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, yes. So we we just left uh, a pissed off coach arriving at the gym to admonish the boys. Um, just to give a little background, and he does talk about it at one point. He he he's the coach. He gives he gives kids who you know are disadvantaged and may have strayed down the wrong path the chance to get on the right path. Uh, and so it's a very cool thing that he does with these young these young boys and girls. So um, that's why he's pissed off that you know his best and brightest went off the rails and <laughs> robbed the pot for him. Um, at this point, he has no idea whose pot it is, and we'll get to that too. Um, so Mickey Mickey knows it's no coincidence that his farm was raided right after meeting with Matthew and Dry Eye. Uh, he's got to figure out which one of them is involved or both or whoever's involved. So uh, Ray is on the case and he will find out what's going on. Um, Mickey meets with Matthew again, who offers his help in finding out who robbed him uh, and then presents Mickey with a token, as he calls it. It's a, uh, it's a Derringer two shot pistol inscribed with the phrase hands across the ocean. Um, they quickly talk about the fact that firearms are legal in, in, in England, so this is deemed a paperweight. <laughs> <laughs> and there is a great line later in the movie spoken by Rosalind about <laughs> what a paperweight is. Or maybe, draw, yeah, she's the one who uh, yep. who, who says it. it I is. fucking love it. Yes. Uh, so uh, Mickey starts to put things together and visits uh, Lord Henry's estate, uh, which is the estate where that, the, that farm, that particular farm, uh, resides um he lets him know that he's got to shut down the farm as a precaution uh they can't take any chances until they know what's going on um lord Henry's a little disappointed because he appreciates the money that comes in but uh mickey lets him know he's going to help him out anyway so uh we now move on to another estate that mickey has a farm at uh this is lord lord pressfield and his wife um they were the ones that held the party that uh, we first met Matthew at. Uh, so he's uh, Mickey's there. Mickey is there with Ray uh, visiting the press fields. Uh, they are pleading with Mickey to help find their daughter, daughter, Laura, uh, who has a drug problem. And they know that she's, they don't know much, but they know she has shacked up with some other junkies somewhere in London and they're pleading with him, pleading with Mickey to help find her. Um, we do a quick cut to big Dave who is fully aware of the dilemma with Laura. And, uh, this is what he wants Fletcher to document, uh, to help burn Mickey down. Uh, we are back at Lord Pressfield's, um, where Mickey agrees to find Laura. And as he shares the news with Ray, uh, we find out Ray is very much opposed to the idea, um, where he, he actually starts twitching <laughs> when he does. It's really good. Charlie Hunnam plays this really well. He starts twitching when he describes his aversion to what he calls smackies. <laughs> and he's like, it's the filth and the grime and the grub in the tub. Um, he just, he does not like junkies. He likes nothing about that life or anything. Uh, so uh, even though he says he's opposed to the idea, Mickey says, well, you're going to fucking do it. <laughs> you have no choice. You know, well, can't one of the other guys do it? No, you're going to do it. You're my best man. You're going to do it. Um, so um, I'm just reading a note that I have here. One, I'm sorry. Oh, 
This is interesting. It is a it's it's a callback that is absolutely not a callback to Sons of Anarchy, but it's interesting. If you watch Sons of Anarchy, um, so first in, in this scene where he's telling Ray he's got to do it, um, and Ray doesn't want to do it, but he utters the phrase, I accept that, meaning, you know, I'm gonna do it. That is a phrase that if you if you watch Sons of Anarchy, there's a character in there, Chucky has no fucking fingers because I forget they think drugs or something fucked up. He has these mechanical fingers and he's just this twitchy fucked up dude. But he'll do anything for the club. He he says I'll accept that whenever he's told to do something through this whole show. And I don't know if one is a callback to the other or it's just a total coincidence, but it's pretty cool. If you like Sons of Anarchy, it's gotta that. be a callback. It's gotta be. You I know? mean Yeah. Yeah. So it could be. It very well could be and and then kudos because this came out after Sons of Anarchy or during Sons of Anarchy. So kudos yeah. to Guy Ritchie for laying it out there. I accept that. And also, if if uh, if you thought the ending to Lost was bad, don't watch Sons of Anarchy. No, exactly. <laughs> that one, uh, that uh, that grabs you by the throat and smacks the shit out of you. Uh, it, it's silly. It's, yeah. I was not happy with that. And you want to know something? If you watch Mayans, right, yeah. follow-up, yeah. The ending of Mayans is just as bad as the end. No, they didn't learn it anything is, from. Uh, no, they it. learned nothing because it's just as shitty. It's it's in a way it's more shitty <laughs> because it's I rushed. Like that. Double down, you know. Exactly. Yeah. It's it's not only bad, but it's rushed badness. Like it's just oh god. Anyway, um, so. They're on the hunt for Laura. So Ray and his crew head to an apartment building somewhere in London uh, where they believe Laura's being, not being held, or Laura's, you know, shacking up. Um, he knocks on the door and has a, quote, polite conversation <laughs> with one of the junkies who ends up slamming a door in his face. Um, the, the rest of the crew uh, arrives to break down the door, including Bunny, who I fucking love Bunny. <laughs> I absolutely love him. I love his responses. Incoming. It is great. Um, <laughs> you know? All right, Bunny, take it up. Incoming. Says it like two or three times in, this, in the movie. Uh, they break down the door and they head into the apartment. Uh, Laura is indeed there. So Ray has another polite conversation with the junkies. Um, one of the uh, occupants who we, whose name we learn is Aslan is a very, he's a real wise ass. Uh, he's, sounds like he's kind of got a Russian accent. We He is Russian. We'll find that out. But um, he, he's he's just a wise ass. He's mouthing off. He's a, He has no fear of of ray and the crew um cool thing about it is laura so so sting the actor well, the singer from the police sting he was in guy Ritchie's first movie lock stock and two smoking barrels um elliot sumner who is laura is his daughter and she plays laura in this movie so sting and his daughter have both been in guy Ritchie movies it's pretty cool um we have another long clip but uh it's great. And this one's titled Junkie Cunts. <laughs> it's pretty good. So roll a clip. Do you mind if I sit? Yes. <laughs> I don't build a joint like the Americans in the new school. Backstrapping, jockstrapping, coke wrapping, all that bollocks. I like a good old fashioned 50 50 mix, me. That's how we used to play. There's one thing I will never understand it's why you lot get addicted to heroin. The 
There's one drug you should not chase. It is the dirty dragon. Do you ever give a spin, Bunny? No, not me, Ray. I don't even puff anymore. Of course not. Bunny likes the gym. You can probably see that. What are you benching these days? Three wheels aside. What about you, Brown? What about me? What could I lift? You couldn't lift a wheel of cheese, you can't. <laughs> now, if you want to be naughty, what happened to a little smoke and a poke and a glass of wine? Some Barry White, candles around the bath and put your finger in the missus. Who's Barry White? Big black geezer. Sexy voice. I'm, I'm lost. Am I in the bath? Barry White's finger in my missus. Be quiet, Brown. You were lost long before Barry White walked in. If you lot are unhappy, you should share your thoughts with your friends. Nice friends, talk it out, find a positive solution. But no. All you lot choose squalor, drowning in your liberal white guilt. Sorry, what, what am I guilty of? Being a cunt, Brown. Being a cunt. Anyway, I'm not your shrink. I'm just trying to radiate some positive vibes man to man. I mean, that's what this puff game used to be all about. Anyway. Back to you, Laura. Queen in this here kingdom of shit. Single rose in a cauldron of thorns. Are you ready to turn the corner? Open the curtains and let the light in. Do your mum and dad a favor and try the impossible. Make yourself happy. Fantastic. Well, in that case, Bunny, will you help Laura with the things, please? Incoming. It's all right, Bunny. I don't really have anything. It's a shithole, anyway. Don't go, please. Wait. in school for one minute. My mum probably wants to buy weed. What? In a loud pack box. Or the pot up and pays. My man just pulled out a donkey truck. Keep your puff. Why is a sticky glue and a packet of sweets? All in. Gift. 
Five years in prison all in one little box. Oh, but that's not a gun, dear. That's a paperweight. Of course it is. Along with a family of six baby bullets. Guess we'll have to get rid of that. Hello, Ray. Rosalind. Sorry for the interruption. What do you need, Ray? Laura Pressfield has been returned home safely. Good. What else? One of her associates had an accident. Shit. I fell out of a window, boss. Hey, what's the time, Mr. Wu? It's time for you to fuck off, lads. Sounds like quite an extreme accident. Yeah, it's more like a death, really. <laughs> so you killed someone? No, it was the gravity that killed him. Who was he? Husband. Some Russian kid with tracks on his arms. Russian kid? That doesn't sound good. Who was he? Shit. Nothing was recorded. We left it clean. Buddy, dealt with that. This is not ideal. This is not. Can't be fooled by Aloe's Chucky's dress. They went to schools, expensive schools. Their parents have money, lots of money. Money can be a problem. Shit. <laughs> a death. <laughs> she killed him. No, it's the gravity that killed him. Yeah, it's the gravity, yeah. <laughs> I also like those those teens fucking taking selfies with yeah not only a right? body but just like a body that that fell a minute ago out of a building like that's fucking ice cold and then the whole like flinch. British and take just... on the old dirty bastard shimmy shimmy oh shimmy damn shimmy gay yeah, I, know. <laughs> I know I love it I absolutely love it um, yeah so so uh, Mickey's not happy uh, Roz is not happy Ray's not happy but they gotta. They got to roll with it. They did their best. Um, it's at this point that we're, we're back with Fletcher and Ray and, and Fletcher shows Ray uh, a picture of Aslan, you know, splattered on the ground. So we know that, that uh, Fletcher was there and he got pics of it. Um, so that's a problem. You know, they thought they had erased all the evidence, but apparently they didn't. Um, we've got, Another clip because they jump back from that picture back into uh, the 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 chase that ensued to get those recordings back from those kids. So roll the clip. All righty. We're gonna need those phones. Easy, lads. 
sure you're all road men, gangsters, proper naughty boys, and all that bollocks. But I come in peace. I'm not trying to steal it. I'm trying to buy it for good money, honest money. Yeah? What is this from? How much? A full bag. And I'll be gone like the darkness at dawn. How about you give us that bag and be gone anyway? Stop fucking around, cunt! Give me the phone and take the money. Drop the fucking money and run, boy. Right. Now, put the phone on the ground. I love that they put the shimmy shimmy yawn behind that shit. Yes. Yeah. It, wor- it worked really well. That's one of my favorite scenes of this movie, man. Yeah. Like, the I get a lot. Running. O- ODB was my favorite of the Wu Tang. Okay. Man, you can't beat that, man. <laughs> Tuck's like, okay, whatever you say. I, I know who he is. I Look, know, it's you know. the only relevant thing from Staten Island ever, except for what we do in the shadows. Wu right. Tang and what we do in the shadows both start with exactly. W's. Maybe things from true. maybe things from Staten Island have to start with a W to be relevant. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, so yeah. So you know, it, it it's kind of funny because for most of the chase, Ray does not have a submachine gun underneath his coat, and it suddenly appears as he rounds the corner. But you know, hey, we gotta we gotta work with what we got. You know, that's uh, that's not nothing really to pick on. Um, so um, they got the phones back. They think they're covered, uh, and they and they head out. Um, we're back at we're back at Ray's house. Uh, Fletcher heads inside. He's got to pee. He says. Uh, so Ray instruction instructs him to take his shoes off when he goes in the house. No shoes in the house. Uh, when Fletcher exits the bathroom, he bumps into Bunny and one of the other crew members uh, carrying Aslan's frozen body out of the house. Um, there's a quick question from Bunny: "Is so we okay, boss?" <laughs> and and Ray says, "Yes, we're okay." So uh, meaning that that uh, Fletcher gets to live. Um, so we're at the gym where uh, Coach learns from Ernie uh, that the boys stole the weed from Mickey. And coach is immediately not happy because he's just found out who Mickey is and he's not somebody to trifle with. Um, <laughs> that whole interaction with the black cunt thing was hysterical. <laughs> it was so fucking funny. One of the other fighters calls Ernie a black cunt and Ernie is offended by this, but coach tries to explain to him that it's a term of endearment. <laughs> 
you know, and he's not wrong in that particular case. He's not wrong, but it's funny. Uh, so we are going to roll yet into another clip. I warned you there were a lot of clips, uh, but yeah, we're going to roll into an, another clip. This is Coach visiting Ray. Good to see your boss. Feel free to talk. I gather you're the conciliarity of the outfit that my boys were stupid enough to fuck around with. And on that note, I'd like to extend my apologies on their behalf. My boys, they're naive. They've had hard lives and they're just starting to come good, but they're my lads. My responsibility. So it's me that should be accountable for their actions. Now I can return your goods, but I can't return the inconvenience, the time, the fucking headache. And so I offer you my loyalty, my word, my time, until that debt is settled. I'll make amends, but just leave me lads alone. First of all, I'm gonna need to know how your lads got the information about where our farm was sighted, because that's not common knowledge. Once we've overcome that little challenge, then we can talk. Well, I can do better than that. <laughs> His name is Fahok, but it's spelled with a PH, so it sounds like Fahok. <laughs> so it's Fahok. Uh, yeah, 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 something like that. Yeah, anyway, he's the kid that gave us the scum farm job. Do you know? Yeah, we've met before, haven't we, Fahok? Fuck. That's the one. Fahok? Fahok. Fahok. Don't do anything stupid now, son, right? How did you know the location? Hey, my hater! Hey, in a minute. I need you to tell me how you knew the location of our farm. I've been training you for months. Ryan was given the address. I can't breathe! I need that place! Alright, for hook, under for hook. Down. <laughs> Yeah, steady yourself. Fuck, steady. Fuck, steady. Fucking sort of mouth. Sorry. Here, here, me. Sorry? Where's your halo? Right, here, take a blem. Now, good boy. There you go, son. You all right? Ray, you need to invest in some parachutes. There's a pattern emerging here. <laughs> Who's this jumping fuck boy anyway? It's dry eyes, man. You mean Lord George's man? I could just be dry eyes doing. He's been getting bold lately. Yeah. Well, they still all work for Lord George. I'm gonna take care of this one myself. For fuck's sake. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Calm the fuck down. I love the way he just slaps him too. He just keeps slapping him. Yeah. To, to snap him out of it. Oh God, it's so good. Coach is so great. That was brilliant. Yeah. So, uh, so Mickey, uh, he and Ray go to visit Lord George, uh, Dry's boss, to get. Uh, to, he's basically there. He's gonna. He's gonna deliver another King of the Jungle message in a way. Um, 
So he, he goes to his establishment. He calls out uh, George for his vices, the worst of which is the heroin trade. Um, we get a really sad scene interspersed with that while he's talking about the heroin that uh, we see Laura uh, stumble out onto the front lawn of her mansion and uh, she dies in her parents' arms of an OD, which is like fucking shitty and sucks. Um, and, and, and then it gets, it goes from that to the absurd in like zero seconds flat because we go back to see Lord George drink his tea and he immediately begins to projectile vomit like uncontrollably and it is the most violent projectile vomiting I've probably seen on screen it's it's it it rivals uh um I think the meaning of life Monty Python's the meaning of life with the (laughs) fat guy in the restaurant (laughs) how we feeling today sir better Better get a bucket on while I throw up. <laughs> Look, this anyway. is like the equivalent of what Arby's does out of the other end. Yes, exactly. That was that night at the hotel. You're yeah. 100% right, Joe. Um, so he starts vomiting uh, uncontrollably. And we realize that Mickey has is, is set it up to uh, poison Lord George. Um, at the same time, we see um, Mickey's crew show up at uh, one of George's heroin facilities and they light it on fire. Um Having gotten his point across, Mickey provides the antidote for the poison that was slipped in George's tea, uh, and he and Ray make their exit. Um, afterward, uh, Lord George confronts Dry about raiding Mickey's farm because obviously Lord George had no recollection or idea of what uh, what, transpi- what transpired because Dry Eye went around him. Um, so we're now back at Ray's house. Fletcher shows Ray a video that he shot at a football match um, of a conversation between Matthew and Dry Eye. Uh, they're talking things out. I love the way they do that, too, because he shot it from across the stadium, so there's no sound. So he paid somebody to, trans- to lip read it and translate it. Yeah. And he, he asked Ray to read it with him, <laughs> and he wants him to put more emotion into it. Um so uh, while, while they seem to be working together, they do go back and forth and they end up threatening each other or, or dry eye ends up threatening uh, Matthew and Matthew gets the point across uh, that he shouldn't threaten him because he's going to throw him in the ocean to drown and then his Mossad crabs are going to eat him. Um, that's Matthew's bodyguards, former Mossad agents. And uh, I shot some guns with Mossad agents and you don't want to fuck with them. I'll just leave it at that. Oh, wow. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, yes, that was interesting. That's a story for another day. Um, but um, they're an interesting crew. We'll leave it at that. Um, so we're at, uh, I forget whose funeral it is, but um, we see Dry Eye get backing from his uncle. Is it for Huck's funeral? Sh- might be. It might be. But. Uh, we see bat. We see uh, like this shady character in in a in a, in a limo giving uh, Dry Eye, um, you know, the go ahead to move in on on Lord George and Mickey. Yeah. And I, the more I think about it, I I don't think that he called him Uncle, but it's just weird that the character never shows up again. I thought at first it was the Russian, like the dad of Aslan. Yeah, that's what I thought. But he called him uncle. That's true. Maybe. So I, I don't know. That was a little confusing to me. Like that, I'm, I, it would have made more sense that it was the Russian guy, the dad. 
yeah. um, setting the wheels in motion. So I'm going to assume that's it. And maybe I misheard uncle. I don't know. Maybe but. he just calls him uncle. Yeah. I maybe. Term of maybe. endearment. Like yeah. A yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So uh, now we get a cool call back. Cause now we're back at the beginning of the movie with Mickey walking in the pub, asking for his pint and pickled egg and calling Rosalind about date night. Um, and this is where it's an extended scene, obviously. And we learn that um, that it's Dry Eye who's come to visit Rosalind at, at the shop when, when Mickey's asking who's there, who's there, it's Dry Eye. Um, so that's it's interesting. Um, we hear we then jump before the gunshot. We jump in 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 to a quick scene where Fletcher lets Ray know that Lord George is dead. Uh, we don't know how yet, but we know that Lord George is dead. So Dry Eye is now. You know, he's completely allowed to run amok because his boss is gone. Um, we're back at the pub, and this is where we learn that the gunshot and the blood that we saw in the opening of the movie is not Mickey getting taken out, but his would-be assassin buying it thanks to Ray. Um, they quickly head to the car shop, out towards the car shop to, to help Rosalind. Um but they're on along the way. Mickey's driving crazy, and he pulls out, and they get T-boned by a truck before getting there. Um, we're gonna play a clip. This is seven and a half minutes long, but <laughs> it's so cool. It's one of my favorite scenes in the movie. Uh, this one I just call the lioness strikes back, and then Fletcher explains. So let's roll it. You either come with me or Tony here. He's gonna make you come with me. You're in my office it's actually under Toby. my roof. It's not a position for Tony to do anything other than to fuck off back from whence he came. Tony. What's that? Is that a paperweight? Funny you should say that. Turns out anything with weight can be a paperweight. Well, what are you going to do with it? Well, that's up to you, isn't it? Either you do as I tell you to and use the door, or I'm going to shoot fat Tony right between the eyes. You see, this gun's only got two bullets. So I'm not going to fuck about illustrating its significance. You're going to have to trust me on that. The alternative is a little bit absolute. I'm going to have to check your grammar on that. Can't be just a little bit absolute. It either is or it isn't. Whatever it is, I've lost my patience. I'm telling you, I will squeeze this trigger and Tony will be no more. Tony. Listen to me, cunt. You take one step forward, it'll be the last fucking step you ever take. Tony, get on it!
Hello, love. So you're basing your whole crescendo on a figment of your imagination? I'm basing my whole crescendo on the sum of its parts. A few minor details aside, I wouldn't have any trouble at all selling this juicy peach of a drama to Big Dave. Cream his fucking panties. You're too smart to be blackmailing us, Fletcher. Yes, yes, and obviously I've taken precautionary measures. <laughs> you can do all kinds of horrible things to me if you want. I might even enjoy them. But you'd have to leave the country and never come back. <laughs> so is that the story over now, Fletcher? All this, this whole build-up, was leading to this next part. This is the news that you're asking about before. Ready? Matthew. He's going to need some people to run his business here when he buys it from Michael, right? He's going to need a reliable pair of hands, someone like you. Hmm. So why didn't he ask you, Raymond? I don't know. It's none of my business. Because, I'll tell you, he already had someone earmarked for the role. Dry Eye. He promised Dry Eye the job, but only if Dry Eye helped drive down the price of Mickey's business. You see, it was Matthew who told Dry Eye the location of Mickey's farm, so he could steal his White Widow super cheese to cause ripples and reduce the market value. And that is why Fuck, in turn, got those juice-swilling, acne-back muscle Marys to do the job. It was Matthew who set this whole train of events off. But what he did not plan on, you see... Fuck you, you old cunt! I'll piss on your grave. It was dry eye. Killing Lord George. Now dry eye does not want to be subservient to Matthew anymore. Doesn't want to be subservient to anyone. This is how it's gonna play out. I'm gonna back the fuck off. And I'm gonna take it all. Dry eye likes the smell of power and does not like Matthew. So the little dragon needed a gentle reminder of who was really running things. You've been in this paddling pool for two minutes. I've been swimming in the ocean with the sharks for 20 years. I'll tell you how this plays out. You will drown, and then my Mossad crabs will eat you. And this, my love, is why I want my hard-earned 20 million pounds, because not only do I know exactly how Mickey's business operates, but I also know that the very man he's trying to sell it to is trying to force him into selling it on the cheap and has indirectly started a war. So, you see, I think you should be calling me your trusted consigliere or your spy behind the lines or uh, intellectual reconnaissance, if you prefer. I'm impressed. You certainly know more than I do. I'm impressed not only by your information, but by your imagination. Thank you very much. So you've got 72 hours, and I would just reiterate that if anything happens to me, I, I do have my insurance policy in place. Everything will go to Big Dave, and from him to the public, and you, my love, will go to Mars. So, strong recommendation, just pay up and watch me recede into the sunset, blowing kisses, yes? Well then, time to use the door, you black bastard. Well, that's just silly, isn't it? Because I'm not black. I'll be your fucking soul as your dark cunt. Now out of my house, because I'm going to bed. Can I come with you? <laughs> no. 
you can go smoke the exhaust pipe in the back of your hearse. I might come anyway. You just hear me scratching about in the dark, wanking into a hanky. So, 20 million, we've got 72 hours starting now. Tick tock, tick tock, and I'm gone. So Fletcher thinks he's got everything wrapped up in a neat little bow and uh, he's going to score big. Oh yeah. Um, but we'll see. The movie's coming to a crescendo folks. And it's oh, it's such a great ending. Um, we jumped to a scene of big Dave. Um, he's headed out after work. Uh, he goes down to his car where his driver is waiting for him. But uh, unfortunately for Big Dave, the toddlers have already arrived and blocked his car in with their van. Um, they are there to take him. Um, it's a great scene. I don't know what the driver's name is. He knows karate. Yeah. <laughs> All right, everybody, it's, it's watch really out. Good. He knows karate. <laughs> I'm just a purple belt. And he takes off. So he leaves Big Dave to the wolves. And the toddlers take him and throw him in the back of a van. Uh, we're going to go right into another clip. This could also be my favorite scene in the movie. Uh, I mean, <laughs> Also, what does Guy Ritchie have, uh, you know, with pigs that he likes them I know. so much? I know. Exactly. Just say it. Exactly. Yep. So, uh, yeah, let's roll the next one. Well, well, well. You're all right, Big Dave. You're in safe hands now. No need to panic, okay? Who are you? Don't worry about that right now. Look, uh, look, whatever's going on here, I, I, I just need to get back to work. If you, if you, if you let me go, I, I just forget all about it. I'll have you back to work in short order, my friend. Now, I believe you're a reporter. And there's something I want to report to you. Now, it seems for this brief moment in time, I found my way into the film business. And last night, I made a film with an impressively sized farmyard pig. A fucking film. <laughs> <laughs> Morning, sir. Two cups of tea. One with sugar, one without. All right, let's go on. Give us a minute. There's some wet wipes there over your shoulder. Your clothes are neatly folded there in the bench. Now, in due course, you're going to press the space bar on this computer, and you're going to witness your participation in said film. Now, that little drug we gave you last night really loosened up your inhibitions, man. The only thing you need to do to stop this little creative expression from becoming a social media sensation is lose any interest you have in the future of Mickey Pearson. I'm going to leave you now to clean yourself up. Space bar, yeah? Have a hot drink as well. It might make you feel a little bit better. It's a fucking rough knife here. <laughs> Enjoy the show. Okay. 
How's your mending, coach? Ah, you'll survive. Wouldn't have been the pig I would have chosen, now. <laughs> <laughs> you know what bit that is? <laughs> Good Lord. I mean, I was there and I'm still shocked. <laughs> is that who I think it is? Yeah, it certainly is. And that's your doing. <laughs> you've seen it, can you? No, you can't unsee it. It's nightmare fuel. That'll be with me forever. <laughs> yeah, the story won't be running. Right. I've got one more thing I need you to do. Ah, look. Before you continue, Ray, I train lads to be good lads. I'm not a fucking gangster. Now, I've been forced to do some gangster things. That's okay. I'm not the gift that keeps on giving. So with the greatest respect, I'll do this one last thing for you. And then that's it. No mass. Three strikes, no mail. Looks for an eye, coach. No, Ernie, it isn't. You need to understand the severity of your actions. <laughs> do you guys know that we do a film podcast? A film, <laughs> yes, it's yeah. a film. A for hacking for film. <laughs> hacking for film. <laughs> Uh, yep, I love the Irish accent. I do. Yeah, me too. Um, yeah, it's such a great thing. <laughs> I love when Big Dave starts screaming and he goes, well, "I know what I know what part that is." <laughs> <laughs> Not the pick I would have chosen. Chosen, I know. <laughs> oh, it's so good! It's so good. So, all right. So, uh, right after that, we see Mickey arriving at his meeting with uh, Matthew. It's down at some seafood processing plant. Um, and here is where we get, guess what, folks, another clip. We're down to like three more clips, I think. Yeah, three uh, more. This is number 12, so yeah, we're getting, we're getting, yeah. we're getting there. We're getting there. We're getting there. We're, we're good on time, though. We're doing well. Yeah, so. I think so also. Yeah. So, all right, so let's roll the next clip. Dave, hour. Thank you for the grand tour. I'm a believer. Thank you, chaps. Now, are we ready to finalize the numbers? We already have. Mm, the situation's changed, Michael. The market's changed. How so? The exit value of your business needs to be recalculated. Please, be specific. Oh, I will be. You're asking 400 for 12 locations and a distribution network, which was a fair valuation at the time. But when one of those locations was compromised, the value of all those locations were compromised. And this obviously affects the price. Your skunk farm was a fucking viral sensation on YouTube, Michael. And when Johnny Law starts sniffing, which he will, all of those locations will have to cease production for, I'd say, at least 12 months at a cost of 100 million net PA before marking down the loss of staff, relocation, and site rentals. You still with me? Yes, I follow. It will take at least three years to get your supply, distribution, and demand back to full capacity. Your staffing costs are 25% of your 100 million operational costs, so that's 25 million per annum for three annums, and location rental at 15 million a year. That's 120 GBP byte right there. Your unit economics have taken a hit. And forecasting out your top-line growth margin in the current inimical climate, 
I calculate what was worth 400 million a month ago must now be valued at an anemic mm, 130. You see, it's not about the first domino that fell, Michael. It's about the last. Please. I like you, Michael. You're a good chap. And if you want me to help you out of this hole you have found yourself in, I can pay you $100 million today. It's a good offer, and it's real. And I'll do this because I'm your friend. My accountant can transfer the fee within the hour. I like your domino analogy. The question I ask is who tumbled the first domino? I'm afraid that's not my concern or my business, Michael. At the risk of contradicting you, it is very much your business and certainly your concern. Only you made one mistake. That being? You seem to have mistaken me for some kind of a cunt. <laughs> Let me introduce you to the first domino. It's a tad dramatic, isn't it? Corpses and freezers. Who is this man? What's he got to do with anything that I'm talking about? I take it with that statement, you are in denial of so said relationship with this frozen Chinaman? Well, of course I'm in denial of it. I don't have relationships with dead frozen Chinamen. Best not to be glib at this time in the proceedings, Matthew. Don't bother looking for your Mossad crabs. This is a fish market. They have found a home. To be clear, I do not know that man. So while you were discussing who would take over my business after you fucked it, you somehow mistook so said Chinaman for someone else? Business is business, Michael. It's nothing personal. And while I am not emotional about the money, there is a price indebted to me for the blood I've gotten on my hands, restoring order to the untidiness that you created. And that price, according to you, 400 minus 130, is 270 million dollars. And I'm keeping the business while you are getting in the freezer. And you will make that transaction if you want to get out of the freezer. It is 25 below zero in there, so I assume you'll last about an hour. That said, I wouldn't fuck about because frostbite is very expensive on the fingers and toes. So I would type as quickly as possible while you have the use of them. After you've tended to that indiscretion, you can then deal with the next consequence of your short-sightedness. As stated, I am not emotional about the money. But I am emotional about the fact that someone laid their hands on my wife. My wife! No amount of money on God's green earth can pay for that transgression, Matthew, no, for that. short or a gram shy that freezer door does not open am i clear good bunny come on. 
this is the point in the movie where things took such a drastic turn. Like, God damn. Yes. McConaughey. He is the fucking king of the jungle. McConaughey, hey, hey. That's yeah. That's no, what he is. I mean, he he is absolutely ruthless. Yeah. You know. When he and screams, he, when he basically screams the phrase "my wife," right? My wife. My yes. wife. Yeah. <laughs> no. Like, Holy shit. Yeah, you feel it. You mm-hmm. feel it when he says that, and you know that's the bond that he has with with Rosalind, and oh, oh it's so good. And of course, Bunny. Like I said, Bunny. Incoming. <laughs> I, just, I just love that. I absolutely love it. So he, he uh, does that thing. It works really well. It's like um it's like uh, emo music where like it's really, really quiet for the majority of it. Yes. And then when it gets loud, it's like holy shit. <laughs> That's great. Yeah. Uh, um all right. So uh we'll keep this thing moving. Um we are back at uh at Ray's. Um we see Ray put some uh, some more uh, stakes on the Barbie for Fletcher as uh, Coach looks on. Uh, Fletcher is looking for his money, but he only receives a brief briefcase uh, from Coach, and in that briefcase briefcase is uh, nothing but the evidence that he has on the gang. Uh, so he kind of instantly knows that he's fucked. Um, and we're gonna jump into another clip. So many clips. Yes. So little time. Was well, it waggy you again for breakfast, Raymond? Aren't you going to introduce me to your mysterious and slightly menacing friend? What's that for? Is that for my money? <laughs> <laughs> Where's my money, Raymond? There's your payment. Go on, take a look. Thank you, mysterious stranger. Well, that's disappointing, because that doesn't look like 20 million pounds. It's more interesting than that. Your insurance policy. All the photos, all the bodies, all the skeletons, all the filth. It's not the only one, darling. I'm not a mong. What you think's in that, you fucking idiot? Of course we're aware of what Matthew was up to. We're not complete fucking idiots. I've been on to you for a long time, Fletcher. I knew you'd been following Michael. Very similar our jobs. <laughs> Only I'm better at it than you are. <laughs> I knew I when you came over that night that you'd only be there for half an hour. Buenos tardes, Raimundo. To tell me how clever you are and how to try to blackmail us. Got some very important information to impart to you, Raymond. I also knew you couldn't resist a 1500 pound single malt, an 80 pound wagyu steak, and a state of the art smokeless Barbie that even keeps your feet warm. I love a Barbie. I promise you, you will regret this if you don't hear it. When the scotch got into your cold veins, you lost the benefit of your sharp instincts. Oh, goody. Another bottle. Can you tell the mysterious gentleman to relax? Because I promise you, you will regret it if you don't hear this. Sit down, my love. See, I kept you there because I needed to know about Matthew and Dry Eye. Took us a while to find your insurance policies. Because you're a naughty squirrel, Fletcher. Fletcher, shoes off inside. Yes, mummy. 
but it was made a lot easier after I planted a tracker in your shoe. You're never going to be a predator with us, Fletcher. You're always going to be prey. So that's it. Three strikes, we're good, right? I'll see you around. The greatest respect, I hope not. Now, Fletcher, what were you saying? It wasn't Lord George that was after Mickey, or Dry Eye, or Matthew. Do you want to know who it was? Got photos? Right, you've got 30 seconds. Thank you, darling. All right. Uh, we're going to take one last break so we can wrap this thing up um let's do that and we will be right back yeah oh hey there uh it's me your buddy eric and i am here to remind you about the monthly art show at hourglass brewing in longwood florida every month there's a different theme sometimes movie related sometimes not We've had MCU, we've had Star Wars, we've had John Carpenter, and all of these amazing local artists will contribute to the show. The art will be hanging all month long, but the best part is that you have the ability to purchase any of that local art and bring it home. Uh, again, check out Hourglass Brewing in Longwood, Florida, and tell them MOTCU sent you. 